Welcome back to another Wacky Teacherpreneur Tell-All episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of nothing. Just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) We'll be talking about stuff, but this is going to be one of our chatting episodes, which honestly, I feel are the are we get the juiciest ideas from these chats because we just start talking and you never know what'll come out of our mouths. So it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm really excited to have you here today. So is Amanda. I'm reading her mind right now. Maybe we'll talk about that. Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now, they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw. Unfiltered. Real. Let's get started. This is my backyard. I'm in California. Get it? If you're not watching the YouTube channel, then you're you're not. <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch our YouTube videos if you really want to connect with us in, in all of this. Um, my background is a giant body of water because you know all the flooding going on in California right now. It's crazy. So that's one thing that I don't know if you all want to know about that. But do you have your drink? Yeah, I'm doing my usual zero calorie Powerade, but it's really, it's, since it's clear, it's not going to show up. It's just, oh, there we go. Yeah, you put it in front of your face. I could use a nice coffee cup, but they're probably all dirty right now. This is black coffee. Oh, nice. What brand of coffee do you drink? Do you drink a certain brand? It's whatever's on sale between Pete's Coffee and Starbucks. That blows my mind. I drink Newman's organic coffee. Can't get enough of that stuff. I actually go into like, you know, I, I can have convulsions if it's not around me in the morning. I'm like, eh, where's my Newman's? Me. Never tried. I'm really that. addicted to it. I used to only drink Dunkin' Donuts French vanilla when I did like whole pots, but now I do the little more like the little cups. And so, yeah. So, Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm moving on. That was the most uninterested cool you've ever said. Whatever. This is boring. Let's talk about something more interesting. Newman's organic roast is never boring. Medium roast Newman's. It's amazing. And I'm sure other people listening right now will agree with me. I've never had it. And I appreciate you recommending it to me. Is it at the grocery store? Well, you know what? Someday if I come to visit you, then I'll bring you some. Well, wait, is it only And then you can look forward to that for the rest of your life. Tell me where to get it. It's it's a normal grocery store brand. It's nothing special. You just go to the store and find it. Newman's. Okay, I'll look. I promise I will look next time I'm at the grocery store. So tell um, me something new that you did this week that's appropriate for this podcast. Oh, like for my business? Yeah, uh, no, like anything new going on in your life or anything new you did. So I know you're think- I know you're homeschooling and that can come with a lot of exciting things, right? And and then um just your life. One new thing. 
Tell me. Oh man, that's hard. Cause this week has been insanity. Um, there's been a lot of new things, new developments. Okay. You can pick three new things. I've changed the rules. <sighs> Shoot. Yeah. Okay. Just... I'm back to one new thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One new thing. Let's talk about my puppy. Um, so I have a puppy and we've had her for, I think like two months now. We got her in November. We were on a wait list for a year to get her. And my family, they're not dog people and neither am I really. We've always had cats. So this is our first time having a puppy. And it has been very interesting and so fun um, and sharp learning curve. So she she was with a trainer, a one-on-one trainer for a month before we even met her. And we've had like coaching from this trainer. Um, but that doesn't stop her from misbehaving. You know, like I thought we were going to get this dog that was so well behaved and no, she eats her bleep, uh, her own bleep. And <laughs> I, my mom, my mom adopted two dogs and they did that. They not only ate their beep, but <laughs> they ate like tree bark. Like if there was tree bark and then they'd go eat the tree bark, beep it out and then eat the beep. <laughs> and I used to Google it as I was like, mom, this isn't good. They can't be eating their beep instead of just their food. <laughs> we found that it was very common with rescues especially that had been abandoned. But I mean, if your dog's doing it, who knows? Maybe it's just a dog thing, right? Yeah. My dog like is she's, you know, with a, we picked a very reputable um, breeder that just has raving reviews. And I'm even part of a Facebook group, a family Facebook group um, of people who've, who've adopted her dogs and she still provides feedback. Uh, If we ever can't, have the dog anymore she takes it she will take it it's insane um it's Oregon Bordoodle so she's a Bordoodle and um do you want to hear something so crazy as soon as you started talking about your dog eating beep my dog started eating his breakfast and he refused (laughs) to eat it all morning (laughs) it's almost like he's trying to show your dog up like hey look I don't eat my beef I eat my food and I can hear him in the background but all morning he was like nope I don't want my breakfast nope 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 and as soon as you started talking about this he started eating his breakfast I think dogs can understand human language I know they can I've seen documentaries about this but can we talk about well okay so that's one personal thing that's going on with me why don't you share and I'm still working through this and the disgustingness of it and still loving her unconditionally even though she does this disgusting thing um what's one personal thing that's going on with you and then let's talk about something business related because I really there's something I want to talk to you about and I want to get your advice about oh great uh, I love that. I love giving my advice, especially when people ask, but <laughs> even when they don't, you still give advice. I'm just like, guess what? Um, let's see. I didn't do a lot of new stuff this week as we were back at school. And one thing that I'm so I, I guess I have two big worries on my mind. This would be something new going on. Nothing really positive or entertaining. But, you know, you're not here for positivity and being entertained, right? 
Um, no, I'm just being ridiculous. Wacky. So one thing is I'm going to do my first, I'm a librarian. I'm a K-5 librarian. Oh, yeah? and, Interesting. And I teach classes all day long. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so one thing is I'm getting ready for my first ever book fair. And I didn't think it was going to be like, I thought book fairs were just, you know, they send you some books, you set them on a shelf and there you go. You sell the books. But there's seriously like 12 videos, a quiz. I have a caseworker. I have all these meetings with Scholastic. Like it's a really big thing to do book fairs. So that's something sort of new part of my job that I'm not used to yet. So that was something new. And then I have an assistant. Uh, All librarians in my district are supposed to have assistants because we are supposed to teach a class like all day. Like we have to teach a class and we wouldn't have time monitoring the kids to like check in the books and put them all away. So I have an assistant and that is her job is to check in the books, check out the books, put the books away, organize the books and clean the library. That's sort of her job. It's really nice. But anyway, she's going, she's going kind of on a vacation next week for three days. So it's going to be my first time alone without my assistant. And I've been really stressed out. One, I'm stressed out about the book fair. It's in a month, but there's just so much. I had no idea. And then two, I'm stressed out about my assistant being gone because I don't know how I'm going to manage the kids, the lessons, the behaviors, checking in books, checking out books and putting them all away. I, I did it one day and I almost died Wait, can and you, it was a Friday can you and I get, told her I almost died while you were gone. I just, it was horrible. I was not good at juggling the two jobs. Am I muted? No, I can hear you. <laughs> okay. Cause I keep saying things and you're like, you keep going. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't hear you saying your monologue. Sorry. Well, I was just wondering, is it possible to get assistance from your classes like kids that you trust and that like are super responsible or are none of your kids trustworthy well assistance no it wouldn't the problem i think is their age you Mm. know because the books that we're using the dewey decimal system and really fourth and fifth graders uh they can it's in their standards to understand the dewey decimal system but those are the kids that because of some of their behaviors, they don't have the same activities that kindergarten through third grade has. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and I was thinking that I was like, gosh, maybe I should start training some fourth and fifth graders to put away these books. We've tried it before and they, they're just, it, it doesn't go very good. It, it, they, they put all the books in the wrong spot, despite like months and months and months of training. Right. So yeah. I don't want to return, you know, two, 300 books and have them put in the wrong spots. So I did think about that, like for the future, boy, it sure would be nice to have some, but the fifth graders are having a lot of behavior problems this year. And yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not necessarily like I don't trust them, but it's like, it's been really hard to get them to learn like what I want them to learn. (laughs) It's been challenging. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like it really, what it means is I can't teach my usual lesson i'm going to have to focus on you know bringing them in having an activity out for them and then calling them to check out their books while i'm checking in their books and then i like when am i going to put the books away i just don't know Maybe that's don't. my biggest just, just thing don't. just 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 put them in a pile somewhere <laughs> that's like a couple hundred books though over two or three days okay. you know 
you can only do so much. Okay, let's, I'm sorry. That's my new stuff. So now tell me what you want to tell me about. Okay, so my website. So in our last episode, we talked about what my focus is this year. And my focus is my blog and my podcast and really getting an episode and a post out every week. Um, And I have a shop page on my website, right? I use WooCommerce and WordPress.org, self-hosted WordPress website. Um, And I have a guy that I pay. His name's Wesley, and I love him uh, every month to do maintenance on my website and to help me when I need help. And, you know, he told me, he's taught me a lot of things. He's a coder. He knows like so much. And he helped me when my website was hacked. Actually, that's when I met him like four years ago. So I've been paying him ever since then to help me with my website, just like updating plugins and whatever. And he was, I was, I really want to be able to edit my homepage kind of in a drag and drop way. Because when you have WordPress.org and I have Genesis and Genesis, Wesley was telling me is really good for people who know how to code because you can really customize it, but you've got to be able to code. And and it's just kind of a harder uh, theme to have. I have the Genesis child theme and then like Infinity Pro through Studio Press. Anyways, so Wesley was telling me about Divi. And I also have a plugin called Elementor. Have you ever heard of that? It's like a no. drag and drop kind of situation, you know, kind of like Squarespace, um, which is nice. And I have that for my blog post, but for some reason it's not working for my home page. So I'm considering, and you know about Divi. I think you've told me about Divi before. I don't remember. You don't I remember? Did. Okay. Well, I probably I'm blocked kidding. it out of my memory. <laughs> by WordPress, I swear. And you're, I know you're working on trying to get your website to customize it. And I feel like when you have WordPress.org, not.com, there's so much you can do with it, but it's so challenging to figure out how to customize it when you don't know anything about coding and stuff and PHP files. And I mean, I know a little bit of CSS, um, custom style sheets coding. And like, I can add code and use the inspector to copy and paste different code to like change colors and stuff. But like, when it comes to like big changes, ugh, I I just, I don't know how. And Wesley's helped me, but I'm considering changing my website theme to Divi, which is more of a drag and drop type of WordPress theme. Um, I just want to know your experience with Divi, but you can't even remember. What do you have? I swear that you told me about Divi. <laughs> no. But maybe not. I don't know. I do have a Genesis child theme, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. I know my theme, though, that I chose, it's a Genesis child, but it was, like, by a certain company. They went out of business. 
a couple years ago. So I've been a little bit worried because they're not like updating, you know, things, but I do keep all the plugins updated. That's one thing I learned. I also had my website hacked and someone completely took it over and I had to hire someone to get it back and revert it back to what I needed. Um, it was really awful. It was horrible. So yeah, I, I keep the uh, plugins updated, but, and I have been just worried because I'm like, oh, I got this theme and then these people went out of business. And what does that mean? Like five, 10 years from now, if there's a major problem with it, I'm going to have to hire a coder. But then I was like, you know what? I should just go to coding boot camp and learn it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually been on my to-do list. Like I actually kind of want to break into technology and I have been sort of um, weighing, uh, becoming um, a legit, like a front end computer programmer or a data scientist because they actually use a lot of the same stuff, right? Like they use, and you can go to boot camps for both. And I've been kind of in between and I'm like, well, if I became a front end developer, I could actually just fix my own website. I just go in and I've thought about it. It's only 16 weeks of your life and you can learn how to do everything that you need to get done, right? You save a lot of money. Can I tell you some of the things that Wesley has on my site to protect it from being hacked? I mean, yeah, no, I personally got site lock. Um, okay. and that's a, a service that I had. I think I might have canceled it last year. So I was like, you know what? I'm never even on this thing. Cancel, but site lock, very good for protection. Vault press, I think Vault Press is like the most kind of reputable security. Um Vault Press. I should yeah. look into that. Vault Press, but um, I don't have that anymore because Wesley's taking care of everything, but he did put something called WP Armor, which is a plugin, and then also WordFence. Um, so those are like two of the security things he's got running on my website. I don't really know much about them, but like he is in charge of the security, updating all my plugins. And then just helping me when I need help, which I need a lot of help right now because I really want to be able to change my WooCommerce store to make it look better. Um, and also my homepage without having to freaking code all the time. Um, because basically the way that I've done my site and the way that I've customized it is by spending hours and hours like inspecting code and copying and pasting it into my custom CSS file. And then like, does that work? Does that work? Does that work? And like going on stack overflow and like copying and pasting code that people put in there. And like, it's so insane and I hate it. And I just want to be able to customize my damn website without having to deal with all the code. And that's one reason like, even though the company that I got the theme from went out of business, it's one reason I've sort of kept this theme is because I know how to customize it. It took me a long time to learn how to customize it. It's not a lot of coding involved. It's actually a really cool interface. So that's why I've kind of been pretty sluggish about updating to something that would be better. Well, because when you change, <laughs> when you change themes, it makes everything wonky and you've got to yeah. like, well, and that's another thing, like, so Wesley, right now I have a sandbox site up. Yes. And that's what you're supposed to do when you start making changes to your website and tr start trying out new themes. Yes. Um, But like, I don't know how he did that, how he created a sandbox site 
I've always wanted to know, and I'm sure he would explain it. It's to not me. that hard. You could do it pretty easy. You've created a sandbox site, but then once you well, create a sandbox site, you have to take everything you did and replace your your current site with the code from the sandbox site. Yeah, you know, and that's like a whole complicated mess where you have to do like FTP. I don't even know. Like, like you have to do some weird stuff. Yeah, that I don't feel very comfortable with. So what were you going to ask me? I feel like I, I wanted to know. know about the Divi theme, but you don't. Oh, I don't know anything about, about it. Like, what's your theme? No. Do you know? Oh, my theme. Um. Well, it's from Georgia Loose Studios. I think they went they went under, and I don't know. I don't even see. It. I'm like on my dashboard right now, and I don't. That sounds familiar. Don't see where it's at. Yeah, they used to be really popular, and then like like I said, but I just love. There were certain things I wanted. I just wanted it to be really really easy, uh, for me to go and fix things. And Wait, I do okay. have that. Is your what's your site? What is your website? Or do you not want to share it? Is it too? Well, I'm in the process of changing everything, so I kind of don't want to. Okay. Um, I know I'm in the process of changing everything too. So, do you want to talk about the changes you're making, or do you want to talk about something else? Oh, I could talk about the changes I'm making. Yeah. So what um, are you doing? Well, I completely, every January, I completely redesigned my website because I'm just a freak like that. I'm just a freak. No, I think that's important. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like I just waste my own time though, because I actually, I end up spending so much time recreating the website and then I don't really blog much through the year. So then I just feel like I wasted my time, but I just keep kind of, I guess, I mean, my teaching career keeps evolving and then I want my website to reflect that. So when I started it seven, eight, nine years ago, I was teaching fifth grade and I had like a fifth grade themed website. Then I moved to middle school. Then I became a technology coach. Then I started kind of differentiating my business from teachers by teachers to other things. And I started getting involved in social media. So then that started changing some of my online persona and stuff. And then I went back to fourth grade. And so I want my my website to reflect fourth grade from middle school. And now I'm a librarian. I mean, I've made a lot of changes in education. So I'm really thinking like I'm trying to align my website and my blog posts, which I frequently delete or I put in the archives, right? I'm just like, I don't want to look at this anymore. I don't like it. I'm frequently trying to have it match a product line that I'm creating, because like the whole point of your blog should be that you're you're blogging about your niche and you know you're inserting those products into your niche because you're mm -hmm. creating products in a certain niche. So now I've kind of trans transferred to library. I didn't know if I would like it or not the first six months. I didn't know if I would sign up for a second year of it. I really didn't know. So I'm like, oh, I'm trying out something new. I might hate it. I might love it. But now I, I did sign up for next year because I have new career goals, but I've decided those are going to take me two years. So I might as well just sign up for another year of library. So now I'm like, okay, I want my website to reflect my library content and things that I'm doing on social media. So I don't have to work so hard. Like I make so many social media posts. I want to start bringing that content into my blog and like kind of instead of just always reinventing the wheel 
repurposing my social media posts like on my blog and vice versa that's what they say you should do anyway but if I'm really gonna focus on library I needed to change my um you know my main like my little promo boxes which I still have you know like the main categories like the main things that people come to me for I changed them all well but with the old and with the new what products are you selling related to library science? Well, I do have a few reading journal kind of products, but that's a good question. I started creating a new product because I was trying, I've been trying to think these last six months, what could I sell that has to do with the library? Because that's what people are coming to me for. I'm starting to get known for book recommendations and stuff like that. People are tagging me in picture books and stuff. So I do have a picture book product, right? But I'm going to beef it up. But then I came up with a six product bundle that has to do with the library standards. I researched it. Nobody else has anything like it. And I'm putting it together. I started doing it last week. So I'm like, I'm making a giant library bundle. And then I can kind of, the the six pieces to it, I can do different blog posts on. And so that's going to be my, I'm going to have one big library product to start out with. But what about Amazon affiliate links? Because I, I do like- that. I do that. And they're not, since I don't really have much of a readership, I'm not a blogger, I'm not a blogger. I just have a website. Well, I have I mean, a landing page. Social you know? media posts. Every time you post a picture. Yeah. Book- when I do, well, for, for books on Amazon, they pay you pennies on the dollar. Yeah. So like, say if I sold a picture book for 20 bucks, they would give me three pennies for a $20 picture book. What? Cents. Whereas there's other things you can sell on Amazon and make a lot more money on. So yeah. like example, one of my buddies, she just randomly got like this, I don't know, like a diaper bag or something one day. And she shows this diaper bag. It was over a hundred bucks and she had no idea, but the commission on the diaper bag was like $27 and she made over a thousand dollars sharing this diaper bag. So like books are not the best. Like even though people are coming to me for books, like I think me making products about books is going to be more profitable than Amazon affiliate links because Amazon just doesn't pay for books. They do pay for other things. So like getting people interested in the books and getting more views. Then when I do find something that is really cool to share with my audience, I could, I could use that. But, you know, I'm not too, I, I haven't been impressed. Usually every time I try to sell on Amazon, I'll do go like a whole weekend. I'll show people like 10 or 12 really cool things. And I'll be like, this is my Amazon haul for like the last month. Check these things out. I will make less than $20. <laughs> like yeah, that's no, me I know what you mean. pumping it so hard. Yeah, I've done bl- multiple blog posts about books. And yeah, every month I get my like Amazon thing and I'm like, what in the world? I got a thirteen dollars. How much do you know how much you make a month on Amazon? Like I seriously like make about thirteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I think I think, yeah, I don't I haven't cracked that code yet of like how one to- time I I talked about Amazon every day for a month and I made like eighty dollars. But talking about something every day for a month, you should make more than eighty bucks. So that's why I'm like, that's why I'm building this product that has to do with library. And then I kind of, 
reform my blog to make it obvious that I'm a librarian. Like I didn't have that element on my blog because honestly, I didn't know if I was going to stay in the industry. I thought I might leave. Can I ask you a question? So one thing, cause I'm kind of in the process of evolving my business too, because of all the craziness that's going on around workshop and people realizing that workshop is not necessarily the most equitable way to teach that there's problems with it. And I think we've always known, I've always known, I, I mean, every time a teacher is like, my kids aren't working independently, or how the hell do you run conferences? It's like, red flag, red flag, red flag, this method is, there's, it's problematic, you know, and like all my products are formatted for a workshop classroom. And I've really gotten into equity, like, equitable teaching practices, social justice, and the neurodiversity movement, you know? And so I am rebranding, but like my website's amandarightnow.com. And I feel like, fine, I can keep that name, but there's part of me that wants to just start all over, you know? Like you kind of have to make that decision. Like Maybe I just keep my whimsical teacher stuff over here and it can live and maybe I'll come back to it at some point, but maybe I just need to start all over new name, new website, new products, new teachers pay teacher store or not. Um, maybe a store on your website <laughs> because of everything that's going on with teachers pay teachers right now. But I don't know, like, what do you think about that? Like why rebrand? Why put all of that effort into like, redoing everything when you could just start over, leave everything the way it is that you have. And that's kind of what I'm considering um, is, but I don't know. It's so hard because a lot of my work on amandarightnow.com, I mean, people are coming to me for mafia. So remember, <laughs> I need a product for my yeah popular blog post and I'm almost like well people are coming to me for games <laughs> even though my website's yeah. called amandarightnow.com like what the heck does that even have to do with games I well know. I think that so the reason that I pushed you to go to Amanda right now because it's not it doesn't scream <laughs> writing to I know <laughs> I really need to turn off my sound um it doesn't Stop embarrassing me, Siri. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Siri just started talking to me. Anyway, well, what I was going to say is Amanda right now, it just says that you like writing, right? Like mm -hmm. to me, like you could be a journalist. You could be a news source. You could be, you know, telling a story about something. It's not, it doesn't scream to me that you are a writing teacher specializing in writing workshop. Now, if your name was Amanda writing workshop teacher, I'd be like, ooh, you want to like, you know, deviate from well, that? That would be hard. podcast is the workshop teacher podcast. Yeah, that that's hard. But I, I think Amanda right now, I think you can keep it and do everything you want to do because all you're just saying is like, you're writing right now, right? Like you're writing your thoughts. To me, it's like you telling the world your thoughts through writing. Like it's not that you're the writing teacher. It's that you're Amanda right now. You're like telling people what you're thinking 
through your writing and it doesn't matter if you're talking about games or whatever you want to talk about i think you your your brand is nice and open and you can you can start talking about other things i think it's fine i think it's good well, I actually did come up with a new name for my podcast. Um, and I Yeah, really... I think your podcast, like, I think you could definitely have a new name for that. Like, but your yeah. blog, I think you should keep it. It's good. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to keep it for sure. I mean, I could ha- get my Wesley to f- explain to me how to change the name of my website someday. Um, I don't know. And how important is the name of a website? I think it's more important that your homepage and your blog posts resonate with people. And like you said, what you're blogging about, you're doing those kind of soft sells, like what, like your products are embedded and related to those blog posts so that you can make that passive income through your shop. Um, But I definitely, I feel like entrepreneurs, teacherpreneurs, this is like a natural thing that happens when you've been doing this as long as we have that you're there's growing pains and times have changed. You know, think a lot has changed in just three years and like this chat GPT thing. And yeah, I mean, and so it, it is, I think, I think a lot of people listening to this can, re- can relate and maybe pe- newer teacherpreneurs can learn from this. Like, Hey, you're, you know, like this is not probably what your name and your brand is going to be five, 10 years from now, that there are some growing pains that happen. That's why I think it's good to just pick something that you actually really like. And that is a part of your personality, maybe a little bit. That's why I chose whimsical because I was like, some people are like, you should be the whimsical librarian now. And I was like, well, I'm still teaching every day. So still the whimsical teacher. I mean, I love the word whimsical. I think it's weird. It defines like my personality. It explains who I am. So I'm okay with it. So that that's why I think that, you know, really, like if you niche down too much, then it's hard to rebrand. Like I can just rebrand the whimsical teacher to anything I want all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? And I even think so the same for you, Amanda, right now, like it's, it's catchy. It's fun. It, you didn't, you didn't pigeonhole yourself into a niche. You well, can do whatever you want with it, but remember, I do agree with your podcast, right? I'll always remember though, Ashley, do you remember Ashley? She lives in Canada. I can't remember. Yeah, I do. She has three kids now. Do you know what she said when we, remember we were like batting around names for me? This was like years ago. I don't even know how many, like six years ago, we were trying to figure out what the name, because I used to be school days simplified and everyone thought that was way too long. And so we were trying to rename my website and, and Ashley was like, Amanda right now. And she like, I don't know what she said, but she basically, I think she explained that it implied that I was like a sex worker or something. Yeah. Well, she's kind of a pervert, so it makes sense. Well, I never forgot that though. (laughs) And I still think that like, oh yeah, that I'm like. It is kind of funny. Well, if you didn't know anything about writing or how to spell write, then maybe, but yeah, well, I could see where you could think that, but I, I think for teachers, they, they know you're not a sex worker. <laughs> well, but also the problem of if I tell someone my website, I always have to say W-R-I-T-E, not 
you know, the other, right. And that's the same with my last name. So I took my husband's last name and not even realizing that every time that I tell someone my last name, I have to say W E R N E R. People want to do W U. Well, no, no. Some people are W A R. Oh, right. A different vowel. Dun, dun, dun. Well, because they people miss, you know, miss. Yeah. Miss spell it and you know someone's trying to email me and I'm like telling them my email and I have to every time er anyway okay should we wrap this episode up I think we talked a lot about a lot of fun things I could talk to you all day long well we can go do a new episode right now (laughs) okay let's end this and start a new one okay (laughs) we're gonna go hang out some more bye everyone toodles toodles Thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly wacky teacherpreneurs. Visit our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with 10 other people, you'll have good luck forever.